there is not a single opinion in this world that matters about who you are except your own. We place an unbelievable amount of value in the opinions of others in our developmental years and it really does take shape to who we become. Hi friends and welcome to Do The Damn Thing. I'm your host, Lauren LaRue. I'm an entrepreneur, a lifestyle coach, and a content creator for my brand, LaRue. And if you're here today, it's because you're ready to elevate your lifestyle, live more intentionally, and achieve your dreams. And you found just the right place to do so. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another fabulous episode of the Do The Damn Thing podcast. As always, I am so thrilled to have you here with me today, and as per usual, I'm very excited about today's topic. It feels a bit more personal than the ones I've been tackling lately, and this is a podcast based around messages that our younger selves most likely wanted to hear or most certainly needed to hear, and as you guys know, the way I build out my content is I have the same subject on the podcast and the blog for the week. It's kind of just my spiritual lesson for the week that I focus on and I usually try and gear the blogs towards more of a resource and the podcast is more experiential so I can offer you guys you know ways that the spiritual lesson has fit or will fit into my life and the blog is more advice on how to utilize whatever the subject is or etc and I did a poll on my Instagram for this topic. It was one that kind of popped into my head and I decided to push it up in my content calendar. And I got a lot of really wonderful responses, ones that I think pretty much everyone can relate to. And those are all included in the blog. And this week on the podcast, what I really wanted to focus on was kind of taking the three or four maybe core messages or core values that I really wish my younger self would have taken into consideration or just held on to more tightly because, and I'm just going to, you know, dive right into this, my younger self and what I'm, you know, the, the messages that I'm basing this podcast around are mostly messages that I would say my high school and college self really needed to hear, not necessarily my child self. And I'll dive right in and say that my high school self, who I was in high school, not only is obviously a completely different version of who I am now, which is natural and should be the case, but she was so much less confident and secure in the version I am today. And there's just so much love that I send back to her daily because I see the insecurities obviously sometimes arising and my way of addressing that insecurity is sort of going back to that version of myself in high school and talking to her because immediately when I feel insecure about certain things or feel like I'm lacking confidence in certain ways or areas, I completely like transfer back. It, it almost feels like an out-of-body experience where I all of a sudden feel like I'm back in high school. And that was one of the big reasons, if not the biggest reason, why I wanted to get out of Florida. I, as a coach, as a healer, of course understand that (laughs) running away from your problems isn't necessarily the solution to them. (laughs) So, you know, when I look at Florida, it's, it's not that I... It's so hard to explain because 
I have a lot of emotional and physical baggage in Florida. And that's okay. You know, that's where my brother died. That's where I grew up. That's where I experienced all of my adolescent years. You know, it was a very transformative place for me. And I just carry still, and this is obviously something I'm working on, I do carry a lot of resentment in, around like the idea of Florida. And that's okay because one of the reasons I wanted to get out of there was all of that resentment and all of that baggage. But it was also knowing that New York City and now Jersey City is where I belonged. Like, it's not that I was running away from my problems to go to a place to create all new problems, you know? I, I came here because I knew it would, it would be the solution to a lot of my insecurity and a lot of my feelings. But it would also be a place for me to keep that distance while healing the baggage I hold in Florida. So... A lot of that baggage not only centers around my brother and just knowing that, you know, my parents live roughly, I don't know, maybe six, seven, eight miles away from where he died. And it's actually right next to the airport. It's on airport property. So every time I take off or land at the airport, I can literally see the memorial we have for him right there. So, you know, that's weighted in itself. But I did not have a great high school experience. I was not and you know I can look back now and very much acknowledge this and uh, I'm very much aware of this but I wasn't the best person in high school I you know had a really big attitude and just like a huge chip on my shoulder of kind of honestly thinking I was (laughs) I was better than most people and you know that's a big big bold statement to make and I can say that now looking back because I had that chip on my shoulder and I felt that way because I was so insecure. First and foremost, the message I want to start with with this podcast, sending back to our younger selves, and I think, like I said in the opening of this, I know that this is something so many of us can relate to. When we're in our adolescent years, when we're growing, when our minds are still so much evolving, we tend to create what we believe to be our identity based on the behavior and beliefs of everyone else around us. It is so hard for us to gain our own identity based on our own belief systems because we have so much programming coming at us at once, right? So when, when we're in the high school stages of you know 14 to 18, we're living with parents, we're living likely with siblings, We have teachers, we have friends, we have family, all of these people contributing to our identity. So we go to school and pick up a book. Let's say we're in an English class and we pick up a book about, you know, 18th century literature that talks about religion. It's shaping the way we view our religion. When we go to church, if that's something your parents, you know, take you to, that's shaping your beliefs. You come home and you watch your parents talk about work, talk about colleagues, talk about family, talk about bills. They are shaping the way you carry all of those things in your life, right? You know, I I know it's not the typical now to all of a sudden be 18 and on your own, but that was the case for me. I moved into my freshman dorm literally on my 18th birthday. So all of a sudden, you know, we can go through this really big shift where One day we're at home, everyone is shaping our beliefs, and then all of a sudden, there you are, living on your own two feet, kind of-ish. You know, obviously my parents were helping me out in college, but I was alone. I was here on my own, doing my thing, a thousand miles away from my parents. 
So I think that in high school, you know, we put so much value not just on the beliefs of other people, but on the opinions of other people, which is where I think so much of our insecurity arises. And obviously this is not, you know, a new opinion. This is something that people have been talking about for years, psychologists, doctors. This is a lot of psychological studies that have come out of our adolescent years. But so much of our insecurities, and I definitely believe this for myself, are rooted in the fact that we honestly have no idea who we are. And this is a very, like, I think, dramatic point in our lives because I think what I think we're aware of that, right? Most people in high school, if you're going through this, like, very lost phase, that's where we get a lot of these changes in our physical appearance. You know, that's why so many people go through, like, a darker phase in looks or I want to dye my hair or, you know, I do my makeup this way or my clothes look this way or... I don't know, whatever, like we, we attempt to harness our identity through our physical appearance, which is again why we can become so insecure because let's face it, not everyone in high school is the nicest person. So people are judging our appearance. They're judging the way we show up. You know, they're judging our cars that we drive into or if we ride the bus or all this bullshit. And we struggle to find who we are because we're, we are in those mind developing phases of the adolescent years that we attempt to do it through our physical appearance. And for me, you know, I'll say I, I was an athlete. I was a competitive dancer. I was dancing 20, 22 hours a week. So this was like the peak of my physical appearance. You know, my I had an athletic body. But I was very, very insecure in my mind and in my mindset. So my way to deal with that was to walk around, like I said, with this chip on my shoulder And the way this manifested in my physical life and in my physical form was, you know, I had a select group of friends that I hung out with. They were great people um, and I had good relationships with them. But it got to a point for me where I began, especially in my senior year, I did realize and I, I walked out of high school thinking to myself that I was different than most of my classmates and most of my peers. I was traveling a thousand miles away to go to school in New York City. Most of most of my friends were staying, or most of my class, I graduated with about 440 kids. Most of my class was staying in Florida, or even a majority of them were staying, you know, right where we were, right in uh, my hometown. So it just felt very different that that I was one of the select few people, just kind of leaving all together. And not only was I leaving, but I was going to the artsy, you know, creative hub of New York City. And this definitely made me feel not special, but more ostracized. And out of that became a lot of, you know, like I said, like I was kind of pointing to a lot of these identity questions and a lot of feeling like I didn't fit in. And let me first of all, very much so clarify I now believe we should never ever want to, nor should we fit in. We are meant to stand out and our identity is what gives us that power is we are, we harness our identity over years and years of learning and adoption of things and understanding what feels true and aligned to us. And out of that comes our identity and our identity is definitely an ever evolving thing. If I had met who I am now at 16, 17, 
I can tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt, I would be in complete and utter shock, like utter shock. I, I remember in high school and just like when I was younger, I had so many different dreams for myself and I also did not buy into all of the like hullabaloo of spirituality and manifesting. I, it just wasn't who I am, you know? So a lot of that comes, I would say all of that honestly comes out of experiencing great and enormous grief and then healing that and discovering who I am truly at my core you know so I found my purpose but in high school I guess this now we're 12 minutes in and I can finally say the first message that I definitely wish I could have passed on to my younger self was in essence that you don't need to prove yourself to anyone now I look back and I can picture a select few people in my mind that still to this day have, I wouldn't say a hold over me, but influence some of the decisions that I make. And that's definitely something I'm working on. I would say the majority of our insecurities throughout our entire lives are born from those years of high school and born from experiences in high school because those are such transformative years of finding our identity, right? And I did feel the need to prove myself. And now I can say this now. I don't think I would have ever said that when I was in high school. And to do so, I would walk around, like I said, with this chip on my shoulder and with this idea that I needed to be better than everyone because I didn't want to fit in. That's always been the case for me. Like I've said in several podcasts now, I always knew I wanted to be a standout. I always loved being, you know, on stage, center stage. I was comfortable in the spotlight, uh, obviously still am, you know, so I always knew that that was the case for me, especially with my pageant training, but and if you don't know about that, uh, that's, that's an, maybe I'll do that, maybe I'll do another podcast on that um, and talk to you guys more about all of that because it was such an amazing time in my life, but anyways, I think something I really struggled with was that I wanted to prove myself, I wanted to validate myself through form of other people's validation and in doing so I just honestly acted kind of like a bitch and I wasn't the greatest person you know um I had good friends like I wasn't a horrible person but I I let's just say I definitely bought into the high school drama aspect of it um especially what we see in movies and tv shows and I just kind of you know I'll be really honest like I think I wanted my life to be dramatic and I realize now looking back not only obviously was that very very toxic but I think the parts of me that craved the drama in school were the parts of me that were so insecure at home as well and those parts of me were definitely my relationship with my brother no one absolutely no one in high school knew what my home life was like now I'll say this if you are new to this podcast I grew up in a very safe very loving home um, but this has a lot to do with my brother and my grief podcast um, and the topic of my brother had very severe bipolar disorder very severe mental health issues and that shaped a different home life um, him and I had no relationships so going to school I wanted the attention you know that my brother I guess couldn't give me or if you listen to my podcast with my mom she talks about how starkly different 
him and I were and I was you know the shining star I did really well in school I was an athlete I did extracurriculars I participated in school activities I competed in pageants I traveled I did all of this really cool stuff and my brother not only never did any of that but had absolutely zero interest in doing any of it anyways so you know I think that me having this desire to prove myself was definitely a compensation for what was lacking in my home life. And the message that I really wish I could go back and tell that girl, and I do a lot, is that you don't need to prove yourself to anyone. However, I also want to say this. I never look back at my high school self and send her any anger or any, I'm not even going to put these words out there. I send her nothing but compassion and love and gratitude because, like I said, because those years are so transformative, I wouldn't have wanted them to be anything other than what they were because they've shaped who I am now. They've shaped me to this person showing up here in this podcast, showing up with full honesty and awareness of who I was Because now I'm not embarrassed of those things. You know, I'm fine saying like I wasn't the best person in high school and I'm not embarrassed of that because first of all, it's let me get to a point in my life where I'm very, very honest with myself. And let me also say when I was in high school, I was completely dishonest with myself and dishonest with other people. And now, you know, I'm at a point where I have so much gratitude for that version of myself because She's taught me such important life lessons that may have taken me longer to learn had I not been that version of myself at those moments, right? So I think another really important message is, I guess, for the version of you now, instead of, you know, messages for your past self is making sure you're walking around and not feeling any embarrassment or shame or blame or anger for past versions of yourself that weren't showing up 100%, you know, because without those versions of ourselves, without every single day of our lives, we wouldn't be shaped into the exact mold we are now. So the first message that I do send back to my younger self, and I, you know, I don't wish anything different, but I send back to her now with love and compassion is you certainly don't need to prove yourself to anyone. And Sort of on a related note, even though I did have a good group of friends in high school, I think because of who I was and because of the ways I was dishonest with myself and dishonest with my friends, I always felt like, even though, like I said, I had this group of friends, I always felt like I was an outsider in the sense of I never had a group of friends that I felt completely and 100% like trusting in and just had that group of people that like knew me to my core you know what I mean which again I'll say is probably really difficult in high school just because we're all in such developmental phases but even in college you know I've talked about my two really close friends in college we were all three in this um in the English department together all graduated all wrote our thesis and honors theses together And I had these two girls that I was wildly, wildly close with, and I still am. Um, But in high school, you know, I really, I always felt, again, I'll, I'll say kind of embarrassed and probably more so annoyed at the fact that I didn't have 
like that friend group and when I say that friend group I'm using air quotes and I'm thinking of like those friend groups you see in movies and something that was made very clear on my Instagram poll is the friends you make in high school help shape you I do not think they need to be lifelong friends nor likely will they not be because who you are in high school becomes so different to who you are in your mid-20s and then when you hit 30 and then in your mid-30s. I think you're more likely to make lifelong friends from college than you are in high school just because you're likely not going to find your like true identity in high school versus college. So something that I really found a lot of value in that couldn't find that I couldn't find in my life on my own was this like so-called like I said right group of friends and another thing on that note was you know I I don't know you know so many people listening to this podcast are showing up at different ages and different phases of their lives but I'll say I was in high school kind of right as this social media era was really taking off. Instagram was alive and well. Um, I was at the sort of t- very tail end of this is embarrassing <laughs> of MySpace. <laughs> oh my god, that's such a throwback. That's so funny. Um, I was at the very tail end of MySpace. Uh, Twitter was kind of just becoming a thing. Facebook was more of like the, I would say, center of my younger high school years. And right as I was graduating was when kind of Instagram and even kind of Pinterest were really taking off. Um, And so, you know, nowadays kids in high school, I can't even imagine being in high school right now with the way social media plays a role. It's just uh, that I think that would be overwhelming. Something that really, I guess, bugged me in high school, and this is, again, I, I feel like all of these message are com- messages are coming really full circle to this one cumulative point of I felt like I needed to prove myself. I, I felt like I wanted to be someone who I just absolutely wasn't, right? And another point to this was I wanted to be that popular girl. I wanted to be that sort of it girl in high school, and I absolutely never was. And I wanted it in a way that pushed me to be someone that I wasn't, even more so than I was already pushing that limit. So I don't even know how to like depict this. I get I'm not even gonna dive into that story because I honestly don't even like know where to begin with that. But my point is the message that my younger self absolutely needed to hear in those really big years and really honestly hard years in my life was that you need to be nothing more than what is authentically you in the moment. I don't think I had any grasp on who I was authentically. I don't, I honestly don't think I had any grasp on my authenticity or my authentic identity in high school because I was trying in so many different ways to fit a mold that I wasn't in. And I think that that could have gotten really out of hand had I not had dance. So if you don't know, I was a dancer basically from the ages of 3 to 18. I stopped dancing 
at 18. I thought I was going to go to college for dance and I wanted to. I was auditioning throughout my sophomore and junior years for colleges and I was a competitive dancer from the ages of maybe 12 to no a little later like 13 or 14 to 18 um and that's what gave me gave me honestly the most authentic outlet I had in high school um and in those transformative years and even still honestly this is something I really should do more tapping around because this is already like feeling kind of hard for me to admit on a podcast but even still I can look back and realize like I was I was pushing something that I knew I would never become. And I can say that now with happiness and a lot more ease because if I had become a dancer, it would have taken me on obviously a very different route in my life. And I'm just so, I I, I can't even express to you guys the amount of gratitude I have for the version of myself I am now. The version that has been so willing and able to learn about the mind and body and soul and share that message with others. Um, and I have never loved who I am now more than ever. Um, I don't think that came out correctly, but you know what I mean. But I think I was grasping so hard on to becoming a dancer, going to school for dance and becoming a dancer because it's the only thing in my life that ever felt right when I was younger. It's the only thing that I ever felt so unbelievably connected to and at at least at that point obviously now that's different so I think that these points of you know for me my insecurities definitely lied in trying to prove myself and wanting to be someone I just simply wasn't without dance I think that those those insecurities and those wants and needs would have gone a lot further but being a dancer having that outlet gave me a place to find I think that was like the beginning of my journey of finding like what was authentically me because even though I didn't go on to college to dance because of my skill and because of my knee, I was able to go and find a college that allowed me to pursue other creative outlets, meaning finding my love for writing and English and reading and then I found publishing and then I, then I found this, you know? And in between, I was pursuing photography and I was still so obsessed with the arts. You know, I have such a passion for dancing and music and Broadway and things of that nature. Like I've always been and now the creative studio, you know, like literally creative is in the is in the name. I've always been so creatively inclined. And that's honestly the, the thing that's been the constant string in my life it's it's been the constant flow of my life the creativity aspect has changed but everything I've always done has been creative and I wish I could have gone back to my younger self throughout on honestly all my years and just told her to continue pursuing creative outlets who cares who judges you don't look at who's judging you their opinions do not matter just keep pursuing what feels right And that leads me into sort of the final, definitely uh, strongest point I want to make and that this is something very, very much so still relevant in my life and I'm sure will be for the rest of my life. And the same goes for, I'm sure, everyone listening to this podcast. I said this before, but I want to say it in the context of this conversation. There is not a single opinion 
in this world that matters about who you are except your own. We place an unbelievable amount of value in the opinions of others in our developmental years and it really does take shape to who we become. Now, of course, with the work that I do and the work that I've practiced, there are ways to transform and honestly come back to your true identity, the the version of yourself that is born into this world, having that soul contract in hand that we've talked about. Of course, there are ways to get back to that version of you, the most natural, enlightened, beautiful version of yourself to exist, but we are human beings with very human emotions and we do still place and I you know I'm obviously looping myself into this conversation we place a lot of value on the opinions of others and I think that this is a message we need to carry throughout our lives and consistently send back to our younger selves is simply the opinions of other people just they don't matter they don't of course it's important to have friendships in which you value each other's opinions and you go to these people and ask for opinions and insight and ask for input and get help making decisions and you know etc things like that but to let someone else's opinion of you shape who you think you are shape your identity is I believe to lose yourself It draws away from the natural essence and natural core of who you are. And I believe finding out who you are is to face the values that you have in your life. What do you value? Who do you value? What are the most important things to you in your life? That is your identity. And those things can be continuously molded and remolded by the people in your life but to give your power especially especially let me stress this to give your power away to people who have negative opinions of you people in high school people in middle school people in developmental years of our lives to live your life now and think I'm gonna post this picture on Instagram oh I wonder what so-and-so who I haven't spoken to in God knows how long is gonna think of this I can't even begin to express how much power we are giving away from ourselves. And believe me, I've been there. I've done that. I'm not going to feel embarrassed about it. I'm not going to resent the version of myself that sometimes still does think that. I'm just going to remind myself that I don't need to think this. Their opinions don't matter. The only opinion that matters is the one I have of myself. And if I'm showing up today, which I've already said, showing up today and saying, I absolutely love and adore the version of myself who I am today because I've become and I've given myself a safe space to become honest and open and healing with myself. I can bring myself back very easily to the concept of only my opinion matters. So I think that that's a very valuable message that we can consistently send back to our younger selves And I really hope that you guys found a a lot of value in this podcast and a lot of value in the messages because I think that when we think about sending messages back to our younger selves, it shouldn't be under the context of, I wish I could change this. 
because you, sh- you shouldn't want to change it because that version of yourself that existed that day when maybe the moment or experience you're thinking of happened has shaped who you are now and you should be nothing but proud and loving and compassionate to the version of yourself you are now and every version of you that has existed. So when you're sending messages back to your younger self, don't do it or I encourage you not to do it under the context of I want to change this. Instead, I think you should be doing it solely under the context of compassion and love and gratitude and thank you know, get, give that younger version of yourself the, the love that they needed. I guess in some ways the validation solely from yourself that they needed. But essentially you walk away out of that experience, pull yourself out of that, you know, moving into the past experience only out of gratitude and telling that version of yourself, hey, I love you. This is what you need to hear. But I also want to tell you thank you so, 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 so much for going through this for me so that I could become the version of myself that I am at this very moment. So that's what I've got for you guys today. I really hope you enjoyed this podcast. I really hope a lot of it resonated and hit. If it did, let me know. If you shared on Instagram, please tag me. I love and adore all of you. And I'm so grateful for when you share this podcast and get the message out there. And that is what I've got for you guys today. I love all of you beautiful souls and I will see you next week.